Welcome to Get Outside with Kids. This week, we're going to be talking about a question we actually get asked quite a lot by friends and families, occasionally by people messaging us on Instagram and asking us about this, and it's how to choose a baby carrier. We thought we'd share some of our thoughts and tips around this and some ideas for how you can get, most importantly, a comfortable baby carrier to take your little one out with you. And I think if you're listening, you think, I don't have a baby anymore. Bear in mind that one of these carriers is a large backpack that my child was still able to get into up until the age of four and a half. No, I could not carry her, but it was quite the workout for my husband who actually wanted to train with a massive backpack full of weight. Well, ta-da, here's a four and a half year old in a backpack. So when we say baby carrier, it could actually just be a child carrier. And the first thing I kind of wanted to touch on is why you would want to consider getting a carrier regardless of what age your child is. Um, so for me, I use baby carriers for both my children, basically straight from birth. Uh, One of the things I really loved, especially when they were super, super tiny, um, if you have a baby who needs to be held a lot, and obviously that will depend on your baby, having a carrier even around the house was a way for me to be hands-free. And I really, really liked that. I mean, I loved, oh, I'm kind of thinking back now because I'm far enough away from it, about those snuggly little days and those tiny little babies are just snuggled right up you in a little carrier um, and how great that was. And especially if you're having a second baby and you've got a toddler at home, being able to strap one kid physically to you and still having both of your hands free was so crucial. So I loved it really from a comforting and snuggly perspective from that tiny little baby, but also really from a practical perspective of like, okay, I've got one kid physically contained and I could use my two hands to run around the park after my toddler or even be playing with them inside, but not having to hold the baby and not being really free and mobile. I remember the first photo you sent me, Jen, of you with a baby in a carrier. And it would have been very, very early days. And it was your first child in one of those little soft wraps. I think it was the beluga wrap, that one. You had messaged me and said, things are going well. I was like, how's it going with a new baby? Because I was pregnant myself at the time. I was like, how do you like have a baby? Like, what do you do (laughs) with this baby thing? And so I was kind of taking my lead from you. And you're like, oh, I think you said something like I'm cleaning something. And you had the baby in the carrier and you showed me this picture. You sent me this picture. And I was like, what the hell? You have to clean when you have a baby. It's hilarious now because I think about it. I'm like, oh God, I never cleaned my house. And I would certainly never clean it now with a tiny baby, but you did. And you did it because of the magic of baby carriers. So there's something here. They're not just for hiking. I know. It's so funny. I just remembered that there was a time where I had a baby and you did it for a very brief period of time. But I kind of forgot about that, that there was actually a time when only I had had a baby and you did not have a baby. Yeah. Yet. So you were like the expert mom and I was there <laughs> <Expert>. like between <laughs> six and nine months pregnant or, you know, up to almost 42 weeks pregnant. Like Jen has a baby and I don't. And like, she's learning all this stuff and I have no idea what she's talking about. But then my baby was born and at least we could catch up. A it little all bit. catches up pretty quickly. Um, so let's start right off the bat. The first carrier, if you're kind of looking in that like zero to four months for at home or potentially out hiking, and we'll get into some of the, the pros and the cons is I really loved having that soft carrier. So a soft carrier is like a piece of fabric that doesn't have any structure to it. So no buckles, no clips, potentially also not a lot of support. Um, So I've used a couple of different ones. So the first one that Kate just mentioned is that Beluga wrap, and there's all kinds of different brands of that. And it's basically a line of fabric, a very, very, very long line of fabric. That's it. 
There's nothing structured. And then you learn how to tie it. Now, I'll admit with this type of carrier, it does take a little bit of practice because there's a certain way you have to tie it on your body, which at first you feel like you're doing some like magical origami to get the baby in. Uh, I watched a lot of videos on YouTube and the Beluga website has the videos that'll show you the different types of ways that you tie it to get your baby in. Um, Again, that may or may not be for everybody. The one thing I liked about that specific carrier, because it was just literally a sheet of fabric, it does mean that depending on if you have uh, multiple people who would be caring for your baby who might want to use it, anybody can use this wrap because it's literally a sheet of fabric. You just tie it to your body. So it's not size specific, which is which is really nice. Yeah. I never actually figured out how to do those ones. Somebody gave me one and it sat in a box. I was like, oh, because what I had instead was the baby Catan. And I love that one because there wasn't that sort of origami aspect to it. Um, so you could kind of, I could figure out how to do it by myself and I could still remember how to like reach behind you and pull a little thing down in the back and tuck the bit in the front. The downside of that was that it didn't really fit my husband. Um, and I guess the other downside that I found with, with all of those soft carriers was that my babies were just too heavy and they were almost instantly too heavy for me because I didn't have enough strength after giving birth. I had my babies nine and a half pounds, my first one, nine pounds, my second child. And I just didn't really have the strength to sort of support them in those wraps. And I I feel like now I kind of missed out on something because I know how many people love them and use them for months and months and months because they had a different birth experience. Maybe they had just more strength um, by the time they gave birth and maybe they had smaller babies too. Yeah. Kate just had massive babies. Also. Gigantic Kate just babies. Kate fed those babies, those rolls on those kids' They friggin' exploded my kids <laughs> as well. Like I look at photos <laughs> of them at two so months big. and they were just, they had these thick, fat necks and they're beautiful, very cute. But oh my gosh, you look at them and you're like, my sister described it as if you put a pin in it, it would just leak milk, you know, like (laughs) they were just filling up every crevice with just milk and creamy milk. And so what I found quite quickly was that I couldn't, it felt like my babies were dropping out the bottom of those kind of wraps. And so I think I only ever did one hike with one of the, with the baby Catan. Um, The rest of the time I used it around the house or in a plane. It's great on a plane because you could just tuck it in your bag quite easily and could fit in. And the hike that I did was the one that I I talked about on how to hike with a baby, uh, which was not a, not a great hiking experience. What I found is I needed to move to the next sort of step up in carriers, which was something with more like straps around the waist, a little bit more back support for you as a mum. And the first one that I used was like the classic Ergo Baby, which I really loved. I thought the classic Ergo Baby was great. Yeah. I started with the classic Ergo Baby as well. One thing I also realized, I guess, if you're shopping for a carrier and you're already pregnant, you can't try the carriers on because you have a giant belly. So it's one of those awkward things where you could only try carriers on either much, much earlier in your pregnancy or after you've given birth. So if you were like me, who's like nine months pregnant, like let's go shop for a baby carrier. And then you go to the store and they had some demos there. And then I realized like, well, this doesn't work at all because I'm massive and I can't try the carriers on properly. So I had the Ergo Classic as well in the beginning. However, the Ergo Classic, and again, it might've updated, but the the original classic that me and Kate are talking about, um, you had to have an insert for an infant. I know. Hated that thing. It was really, really bulky. Now my baby was born in January. So it wasn't, wasn't a make or break. I had the insert, but if your baby was born in the summer as my second child was, which is why I had to switch, uh, why I had to switch carriers for a second baby way too hot with the insert. Like it was like a giant pillow. They kind of had to be wrapped in for safety, of course, and, and head support. So I loved 
the Ergo Classic, but unless your baby already has that head control and can be properly put into a carrier where they won't need that insert, then definitely make sure that depending on when you want to use the carrier that you've got the right one. Because I just found the second time around having one that didn't have that extra carrier for that beginning time just meant I could use it straight out of the gate and it would still last just as long. So the one that I I moved to for my second kid and that you also had, Jen, was the Tula Explore. And so that's a really similar sort of structure to the Ergo Baby, but it doesn't need an infant insert, which was amazing. You could use it right from birth without the infant insert. And most importantly, it comes in the most amazing fabrics. And look, most I, importantly. Would, I would love to say that I'm all about function, but I'm really not. It's like when I went to the running store and I said to the man who was working there, I was like, look, I know I need to buy these running shoes, but they're so boring. They're like white and blue. Do you have any other colors? And he looked at me, he was like, they're running shoes. They're for running. Like these are the best ones functionally. I was like, yes. And, and, and I also want them to look kick-ass because I'm a kick-ass kind of person. So if you're into that kind of kick-ass kind of look, the Tula had the most beautiful fabrics. I never saw any other brand that had prints like Tula has. And that hundred percent was a reason for me to look out for a sale on their site and uh, buy one. They're quite hard to get secondhand around here, but if you can score one secondhand, they keep their value pretty well. <laughs> and they're just, they're appealing to look at. Yeah. Did you get up getting the forest pattern for yours, Kate? Was that, was, Yours was with the Tula. It was, was like, like a fern. Oh, it's actually exactly the, the same yeah. as, as my friend in Australia who had it. And I remember when I, I felt bad buying the same one as her, kind of like, you know, when you buy the same dress as your friend, you're like, oh, well, now we can't ever see each other and wear our dress together, except she's in Australia and I'm in Canada. So chances of us walking around hiking together with our babies were pretty much zero. So I got the same one as her because I loved That's it. That's true very lucky. I think I end up getting like the jellyfish print for mine. One thing I will say, if you have a partner who is maybe adverse to wearing like a bright pink carrier, because there were some fun pink ones, but I was a little bit mindful that my husband may not have loved that pattern. So I did try and opt for a pattern that, you know, any caregiver could wear and still felt gender neutral enough, especially if you're buying a carrier ahead of knowing uh, the gender or sex of your baby, then buying a gender neutral pattern just gives you more flexibility, especially also if it's your first baby and you're hoping to use the carrier for more than one. Um, In between those two carriers, I also kind of upgraded to the Ergo 360. Um, And one thing you'll definitely want to look for for in a carrier, which the Tula also has, is the ability for your baby to face in and out. So when baby is new and very little, they need to face in for their head support and because it's much safer, um, somewhere between four to six months based on the, the weight of your baby and the head control that they have, they will be able to be faced out. Um, because sometimes at some point, you know, at the beginning, those first few months, babies will go in the carrier and basically just sleep the whole time. Um, and oh my so gosh, I'm thinking oh about that. it right now. They just <laughs> fell asleep in you and their little heads just drooling a little bit of milk on you there. Um, oh. And I would just walk and walk and walk and walk to keep that baby asleep in there and then just to get out of the house. But at some point, your baby might not sleep in there as much, which is where facing out is nice because then they can look around and goo goo gaga and look at all the sites and and make eye contact with people. Um, So I definitely was looking for a carrier that had all of the functionality. And so both the Ergo 360 and the Tula have that functionality to face both in and out. Um, Also, I think you could do the back carry. I did the back carry a couple of times. It's obviously back carrier. I think it's really underrated. Comfortable. Yeah, it's it's super super comfortable. Yeah, it's one of the things I was going to say when you're looking for a carrier is looking at the different, like they have the pictures of the different ways you can carry them. The one I never figured out was the side one. Maybe I just didn't didn't understand. I I never tried that. I'd never seen anyone do that. It makes my back hurt just looking at the pictures. But, you know, the the back one was really awesome. It's like wearing a backpack. Um, 
the challenge is then you can't wear an actual backpack. So yes. if, if you're, you know, for example, going for a hike with a friend who also has a baby and you're both wearing your babies on your backs, where are you going to put your snack and your wipes? As we've said before, as many wipes as you can pack, um, where are you going to put all that stuff? Because you can't wear a backpack at the same time. But if you are going with a friend or, you know, a parent a partner, or a yeah. partner who can carry a backpack, I loved wearing them on the back. I found it much more uh, comfortable um, for hiking. Especially as they get heavier. The other thing too is also as they get bigger on your front, it becomes harder to see your feet. Do you remember that stage? Where you yeah, kind of and their like legs start down? to hit down and hit your legs. <laughs> yeah. So you can't lift your legs up to hike, particularly yeah. when you're going uphill. So if they're on the back, you don't have those problems. I found it easier to kind of balance as well. Yeah, no, I liked that backstage. I did one really awesome hike with um, a mom and her partner came. And so he carried a big backpack with all of the food and snacks in it. And we put our babies on the back and it was like, oh man, this is great. Like we've got someone carrying the stuff and then we can just carry just the babies. Um, and that was a really nice one to look for. So I remember when I ordered the Tula, I was still at the hospital with uh, my second baby who had just been born. And I want to say for some reason, Kate, you had just ordered yours. Like, you know, when you think back to after just giving birth and you're like in some sort of like weird trance state, you haven't slept in like four days. And I was like, our our old one had broke. That was the issue. I was like, oh, our carrier had broken. I needed a new one. I feel like you sent me a link to the Tula one. And I was just like, take my money, buy the carrier. (laughs) Kate has already vetted this carrier that I know it's going to be fine. (laughs) I Um, didn't vet it at all, but my friend in Australia, she vetted it. it. Thank you. (laughs) And then I actually remember we were debating. I'm like, wait, but do I buy the same pattern as Kate or do I buy pattern as Kate? Because we would actually be hiking together all the time. In the end, I got a different pattern. That's the other thing about the pattern, actually, which again, this is going to sound very vain. The carrier you choose, for, particularly for hiking, is going to show up in a lot of photos, a lot of them. So the first carrier I had for my first baby, the Ergo Classic, Ergo Baby Classic was this green color, which I never liked. And it was fine, very functional. I look at the photos and I'm like, I just don't like it. <laughs> so it's totally. ridiculous that it sounds make it something you're not going to get sick of. Yeah. You want it to be fun. I mean, I wore those carriers a lot in the early days. So you kind of want it to be something that you can throw on and you feel good about. And there are lots of options for secondhand, depending on what you're looking for. So that's kind of a nice way to go too. Like sometimes you buy one and it isn't the right fit and it depends on your body shape as well and what's going to feel comfortable for you. Um, I think the biggest ones, what I want to kind of take away from this section is um, look for ones that have the full 360, that way you've got lots of options and longevity. Um, look at the total weight. I think the Ergo 360 and the Tula might go up to something like 40 pounds or something. Does that sound right, right, Kate? Yeah. So you can get that toddler in on your back. And then again, something that's going to have enough adjustment so that if you and your partner are like, you know, different heights, different body shapes, that you can easily adjust those straps so that if you're handing the baby off to your partner, that they can then use the carrier and wear it comfortably as well. The next step up, I guess, is a full kind of hiking backpack. And I think it's it was sort of surprising to me that you can kind of use these earlier than I thought and they can be much more comfortable than trying to get a baby in and out of um, a carrier like an ergo baby. So they have a lot more structure. They can be massive. Um, You know, the one that we have, we still have it. Like I mentioned, our kid was in it up until about four and a half. She hasn't tried. She's just turned five. She hasn't tried to get into it again, but I bet she still could. I for sure could not lift that. But we have the Deuter Kid Comfort the biggest one, the longest one, it's massive, but it means that it's got a lot of structure to it so that it can hold a much heavier child. Um, and it is more comfortable, you know, you can kind of adjust on your hips. It's got lots of sort of straps and adjustable parts on it that you can try out and that uh, can be 
custom to your body and to your to somebody else who's carrying it. For example, maybe you have your parent. My I think my mum has carried my kids occasionally in our baby carriers and having something she's much shorter than uh, than me. If you've met my mum, you'd know that she's much shorter than me. Love you, mum. And uh, so, having something that's adjustable in lots of different ways is really helpful for those bigger backpacks. Um, now, know that you might need some trial and error here with this one as well. I feel like we went through a couple of packs. So we really got it right. Um, the first one we got was basic. I think it's called Baby Carrier from Mountain Equipment Co-op or MEC. Um, and I got it secondhand, I think, for fairly cheap uh, from a neighbor here. Tried it on. And it was the very, very first time we had taken out our oldest child, who I think at the time was about one. And we did our first hike. Um, it was really clear after that one hike that we would never use this backpack again. As much as I love their store and other products, this one was just, it just didn't have the right padding and maybe other people's bodies it fit better on. But for me and my husband, like I was in physical pain on my shoulders, on my hips. And my kid wasn't even one at the time yet. So I was like, it's not a body weight issue. It's like the carrier is just not uh, not driving. So we immediately sold that to some other neighbor who maybe I hope had better luck with it. Yeah. We tried to fill in Ted's one. Um, again, got it secondhand and it was good when our baby was quite little. Like I remember she got into it probably at nine months. Um, the advantage of that one was it's much slimmer, like it's quite small to pack. So when you put it in your car, when you're going camping or something, something like that, it could actually fit. But um, as our kid got a bit bigger, there were a couple of issues with it. We hated the way that it did up. You had to kind of pull this thing over their head. That so was when such a weird strap Such on a weird strap. strap. I yeah. hope they've upgraded it since then on the more recent ones because it was just really cumbersome to get it on their head. So when you're looking at backpacks as well, look at the clip system and like try and put like maybe even a stuffy in there if you don't have your baby yet. <laughs> and try and put, you know, something in there and practice doing it up and being like, if this, you know, if this was a real baby, like moving around and stuff, could I do this? Or, you know, is it too close in here? The other part about the Phil and Ted's backpack that I did not like was that the backpack ended up, the weight of the baby ended up sort of moving backwards and you couldn't kind of tug it in closer to, to close enough to your body to be comfortable. So it hurt my back. So um, overall, like we liked it when she was very small, similar to you, Jen, it was like, but as soon as your kids started to get bigger, there was just no option. It just didn't work. Um, so we sold that one on again, hopefully to somebody who liked it better than we did um, and, and moved on. We then moved on to the Deuter, which we absolutely love. We think the Deuter was was great, really easy to use. Yeah, no, we have um, a similar Deuter as well. I think we have different model numbers, but I feel like our backpacks are pretty similar. Um, I kid you not, like this backpack carrier, at least in the Vancouver area, is like so hot to get secondhand that I would like troll Craigslist and Marketplace hitting refresh. Like Honestly, there was like for like every day I would go on hit refresh and I got one and it was like an hour drive away from here. And I tied it into some other errands that I had to do that day, but it was a super great price. It was in great condition. I knew it was the exact one I wanted. And I built a whole day around driving out an hour with my baby in the car so that I could pick up this hiking backpack secondhand. Um, so, you've, you know, depending on where you are and kind of like the demand of secondhand carriers, you might have to be kind of like on it on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist to get one. I was the same when I found mine. I remember like 
almost running for the keys to go to the car to go pick it up immediately. Like it seems kind of ridiculous now, but <laughs> but they're just essential. They're very essential. they're very expensive new. And as we've said, like you have to try these things out. You can't know until you put a kid in it. You can't know when you're pregnant, unfortunately, what it feels like. Um, and so if you want to try it, they're very popular. Um, and yeah, it's great to be able to pick them up secondhand because as we've said, we've had a couple of ones that we've given away. They didn't work. You can pass them on. I think, you know, the the things I love about the Deuter are the storage at the bottom. I love, and so that's something to look out for in all backpacks, how much storage is in there? What can you actually put in there? And what do you actually need to put in there? Because you might think you need heaps of storage. In reality, you might only ever be going on hour-long hikes or you might be using it for, I remember one of our friends using it for like walks around the city and they were going to a cafe or like walking from an apartment, their apartment to a cafe or something like that. They didn't really need all the storage. So thinking really about what you actually might want to pack and what kind of storage options you need. The sort of kickstand on them is great as well. So if your baby falls asleep, this basically never worked for my kids, but I saw other people do it where you could kind of put the kickstand up and it stood up on its own so that you could take it off normally with help, I would say. I don't know how to get that off when your baby's asleep by yourself without hard, yeah. dropping your kid down a cliff. <laughs> it didn't happen, but I feel like it came close. So it's got kind of a high back on it. So I think those were the the, the best parts about the Deuter that I liked. Yeah. It's something to look out for overall as well, of course, is a sunshade and or rain cover. So the Deuter has this little like retractable roof, I want to call it. Um, obviously really important for sun protection, if that's important where you are. Um, light rain protection. I think there's like a more official rain cover, but certainly just having the little roof is good if there's a little bit of rain. Um, sometimes even just leaves falling and things like that. It's just nice to have that kind of overall um, protection and little pockets too. Like I liked in the Deuter, there was a couple of little waistband pockets for things like a lip chap, maybe a little close snack. Okay. Something that sounds hilarious, but I actually use it a lot in our carrier is, I don't know if yours has one, Kate, in the Deuter, the little waste pack, there's a tiny little mirror in there yeah. <laughs> and they use the mirror. Basically, I, I never, I was like, why is there a mirror? Like, why would I be checking my hair and makeup on the trail? But then I realized it's so you can check your kid in the pack, <laughs> right? Cause like, you can't really see what you're like. If, and basically if you want to check if your kid's asleep, so I'd pull out the mirror and then you can spy on your baby to see if they've fallen asleep in the pack or to see if they're, you know, strapped in. Okay. See so if they're breathing, you know, see if they're breathing. But that was actually like, what a genius idea because I actually use that all the time when you just, if you don't have a partner right near you or your, your partner's run ahead with your other kid and you want to see what's happening with your toddler, um, also makes out for a really fun game. Like let's say your toddler's starting to get fussy in the pack. Sometimes we'd play like peekaboo with the mirror. <laughs> Again, anything to get through a few more minutes on the pack. So even little random things like that, like how will you use the pack if you're by yourself? Like Kate said, can you get it on and off by yourself? Um, that does become more challenging as your kid gets a little bit older, but certainly good to practice and think about. Um, the Deuter does have like a handle on the back for exactly that purpose. So if someone is getting their backpack on, there's a handle that somebody can assist with to lift it onto your back. And the same thing they can assist with to uh, take it off of your backpack as well. Another thing I didn't think about when I was getting this that I think is really important is how big it is in your car. And the Deuter is massive. So big. It's so um, big. Particularly <laughs> the one that we have. I think there's another version that doesn't have the sort of built-in sunshade. Um, a lot of backpacks don't come with a sunshade. It's an extra. So I think that's something to look at as well, particularly if you live in, say, Australia. It's not really, you can't have no sunshade. Your kid will get baked in the sun. So looking if that's an add-on, particularly if you're buying secondhand, it might not be included. One of the other backpacks that I would have 
if I'd been able to find one secondhand, I probably would have got was the Osprey. Um, it's a mass. It's got heaps of storage in it, and uh, the it actually packs down much smaller because the sunshade kind of pops out um, in a different sort of way to the Deuter. So the Osprey uh, Kid Backpack is really awesome for that. I also know this because my friend who, the one in Australia who has the same tooler backpack as me has the Osprey and she and her husband carried their one-year-old on a six-day hike, six-day hike. It's it's crazy to us. It's crazy. She's amazing. Uh, And then when she, that was in Australia, a massive hike that they did there when her kid was one. With like no assist, like, you know, sometimes in hikes around in the States, I know they can, or in in Europe, you can go through villages and towns. In Australia, there's nothing like that. There was no like relief stops or picking up supplies along the way. It was like six days, just them, super hardcore. And they took, they carried their baby in the Osprey for that. They also did uh, three days, I think, on the Wanda Fuca Trail here on Vancouver Island with the Osprey backpack and same thing, um, lots of storage in there for their kid. At the time, my friend was also pregnant with her second kid, like, Hardcore. Um, amazing. I for sure was not doing that when I was like six weeks pregnant with my second kid. So kudos. Um, but yeah, that's another great option. So I think, you know, the, the common themes here, are like how much storage it is, how big it is. If you have a small vehicle, for example, you really should be thinking about how big it is to put in your car. Because if there's only one way that it gets into your car and you have other things like a tent and a sleeping bag and whatever else for a camping or a weekend away, it might not fit. We've had to leave our Deuter backpack behind sometimes because it doesn't fit. I think another option that we haven't really talked about here, Jen, is when your kids is able to walk and they might not be so interested in getting in the backpack anymore because they're like super independent they've got feelings and everything but you're three they're three at this point (laughs) maybe when they're two but you know that that they often give up and that they often can't keep going one of the options that we've found to be really awesome is to pack down something like an ergo baby or the tula explore a carrier that can pack down into your regular backpack um, and you put it at the bottom there it's a lot easier than carrying an empty massive hiking backpack with you the whole hike that might not be used but it does kind of give you a bit of peace of mind that if your kid gives up and just won't go on anymore you've got an option to carry them out that isn't just hugging them the whole way home it's almost like a weird transition like you go from like the tula or ergo to the hiking backpack and then you kind of go back to the ergo and tula which is why we were saying check the weight limit on those as well um i have still brought the tula and the ergo like even up to like, you're thinking about like, even like traveling on a plane, like we are flying this summer and my youngest will be, he'll turn three and I still might bring one of those. Like I'm really on the fence. Cause I'm just like, you know, he falls asleep on the plane or they just get tired. We've got to run to that next, uh, I don't know, the airport gate or something. Like I could chuck him in that on my back. And it is a really nice option um, for that. So we're definitely at this stage now. I was actually looking at our, at our Deuter in the garage being like, are we done? Are we done with the door? Like my, my youngest will turn three. And it, again, like to Kate's point, it's so friggin' big. We can't really, we can't really bring it camping with us anymore with all the other stuff that we have. So we might actually be done with it. Like I think this summer might be the last one, but I would still hold on to my tool for like a tiny bit longer yeah. just in case because it's again it's so small you can throw it into a backpack it just gives us more flexibility if we're in a place where like if we want to do a hike this summer and push it a little bit I think there's a few trails we're looking at where we're like I'm not quite sure the three-year-olds will make it and again like how far do you want to piggyback someone can get really tired so having the Tula just as a backup emergency option I think will just give us more peace of mind if anything yeah so that's kind of our thoughts I guess on how to carry babies and small kids um, when you're hiking and this the kind of different options there 
As always, we're really supportive of buying your gear secondhand. Uh, it's good for the planet. It's good for your bank account. Um, and it's also good for when you buy something that doesn't work for you. Um, it's happened to us, as you can hear multiple times, where we've had gear that just didn't work for us. You don't have to feel as guilty about how much money you spent if you're selling it for exactly what you bought it for. Um, so yeah, really thinking about how you're going to use it, who's going to be using it and looking out for these features that we've mentioned. We'll link to our favorite products as well, um, as well as some of the ones that we didn't love. So maybe you can look at those too um, in our show notes so that you can catch up on everything that we've mentioned today. My biggest takeaway was if you're someone who hasn't had a baby yet and are thinking about a carrier, um, start early. I think, I don't know if it's luckier because I carried my kids so much in carriers that they both really liked it, but I certainly started really early with carriers. And again, I was just kind of lucky that it worked out and there was lots of walking trails around here. So if you're still kind of in the listening stage to having really tiny babies, um, definitely, I think getting a baby in the carrier, just I think just that free hands for me more than anything, just make getting outside a little bit easier in those early days when sometimes even a stroller can feel overwhelming and getting a really bulky stroller out with a tiny baby can kind of feel hard. Um, and I found that just an easier way sometimes for me to get out the door, feel a little bit freer. Um, and so I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, if you've got other questions about other carriers that we haven't mentioned, we'd love to answer some of those questions for you. Um, you can share your thoughts on this week's episode at Get Outside With Kids on Instagram and make sure you tune in next week and we'll have more tips for getting outside with kids coming your way. 